money get paper. But you know we party out later. Mr. Flex and Papa got the old city locked with the kids in each and every area. Stepping NLC with no chaser. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, depending on where in the world you are joining me from. I am Illuminati, and this is the Crypto and Cognac podcast show, as always, powered by Alti.com, the one-click crypto wallet for Telegram, WhatsApp, and soon Discord. And as always, fueled by Hennessy TT, I'm having some VSOP tonight, right, in my gold Hennessy cup, and I am talking to an incredibly talented artist out of the Caribbean, Jamaica to be more specific, Mr. Bonito Thompson. What's up? How you doing? What's up, buddy? Yeah, I'm doing good. Sitting here, hold on, I'm just making a, a post on my personal that we are live. There you go. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, okay. When you said you're making a post, I thought you mean you was rolling a spliff. So <laughs> no, you, look you look focused. Very much, yeah. I beat off and I already. Nice man. So for those people who don't know who Bonito Thompson is, um, usually I would ask my guests, you know, to give me their crypto origin story, but I want to go even further back. I want you to tell us who Bonito Thompson is as compared to Dundada J.A. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. That's a very good question. Um, You know, you want to know what's funny? I think I actually, like, got the idea for Dundada while I was in Trinidad. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, when was this? This, this was probably... 2019 carnival i was mm -hmm. there for 2019 carnival and a friend of mine we uh, like great one no that no the last one was 2020 not, not the last one but the, but that was a great one yeah yeah that was a nice one that was that was the year um wait name savannah grass just yeah. dropped yeah that was when i fell in love with carnival nice. yeah um but yeah we were at we we're at um the hilton and we we're just like on the balcony talking or talking about uh, the things that we want to do because he's a fellow artist we're talking about the things that we want to do and the ideas that we have and right there so it, like i just got a feeling that i want to make a collection about dancehall culture you know because i feel like that that story that narrative is kind of missing from like a jamaican perspective um especially in in art you know right um, so I think to answer the question, like, like, what's the difference between Bonito and Dandada? Bonito is very quiet. Bonito is very reserved. Um, Dandada, on the other hand, is is more out there, more loud, more vibrant. So in a way, I feel like it's probably a case where it's like two different personalities coexisting. Right. Um, so yeah, like, like Dandada is about the culture, dancehall culture, Jamaican culture. Um, and Bonita is, is more private. <laughs> All right. So, so how old are you? How old are you? Uh, 28 right now. All right. So when did you fall in love with art? At what point did you, I mean, maybe actively fall in love with 
dancehall culture and how long between those things did it take you to realize okay this is one way that i want to express my art um a born in love with art it is not something that uh, that i discovered right um it did take me a while to commit to it though you know because because it's something that came so naturally to me and growing up i always like heard that artists don't really make no money it's like that that concept of the starving artist type thing yeah um so the aim was to, was to kind of like get a a stable job in a way right. and i did try that for a couple of years but it wasn't fulfilling you know like i did have success in it um to this point where as like as a lead designer for a for a bunch of like big brands as lead designer for Campari for a number of years right. in Jamaica and like five other markets in the Caribbean lead designer for Red Stripe for a couple of years reggae some first like a bunch of them but i just never felt fulfilled within myself right um and then i started like one day i think i think i had i had a quarter life crisis when i was 24 going 25 <laughs> no like i serious like like it did it did lick my bad like my chip did it, it just wasn't right and um i did my first like real successful collection which was passion fruit and the place it like sold out like i did i came up with the idea and then two weeks later i was having the show you know right. and the place did a ram and that was when it clicked to me that i have something different inside me you know um and that there's something here that i should follow um and around the time because i was a little i was a oreo growing up so i never really like <laughs> I was all about like rock and roll, bro. <laughs> you know, so I, I kind of, in a way, I kind of discovered dancehall around like maybe 2014 to like 2016 is when I really got into dancehall music. Right. Um, I can tell you the first dancehall song that I ever like really loved was an Alkaline song, My Side of the Story. Right. Yeah, I know mm -hmm. Mr. Friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then from there, so now, like, I really just, like, when I love something, I immerse myself in it, you know? So right. I fully immerse myself in dancehall. I was watching all of the videos. I was trying to go to as many parties as possible. Like, I want to go all of the parties, the uptown party, the downtown party, them once the girl at, at skin out on a beat. <laughs> you know? And then because... I'm also like getting into the the stage of my life now where I'm where I'm where I want more than just like a regular nine to five. Right. I want to express my creative energy outside of my job. Um you know, so I kind of just fused the two, you know, and that's how this collection came about, and that's how I really just kind of committed to my art. You know, and from there, so it's really just been a case where I'm living by faith in a way, and I just following my creative energy and I just trusting my own instincts, you know, because it's a in a way, it's a very 
person it is a very personal journey still it's it's really like me just observing the energies that's swirling inside me and then finding a creative outlet for that you know and just putting it out into the world and it's you know like i'm actually just really grateful and very surprised to the level that people can i curse yeah man <laughs> it's that really fuck with my work like I, I never really expected this, you know, because like I said, Bonita Thompson, the person is very shy, very reserved, you know? So it's really a case where through committing to my art, I'm also kind of discovering myself in a way. That's, you know? that's, that's dope. And, and maybe, and maybe um, that was the disconnect that you felt um, creating, but creating in other people's images for the, in the corporate space as compared to, you know, just being able to touch base with Bonito and and, yeah. and and feel that through your art. Yeah, and it really got to a point where, where one day I just decided that I don't want to do this anymore, you know? Um, and it was also, maybe it's kind of selfish, but I really just said that I want to build a life for myself where I can wake up and do whatever I want to do. And I can create the type of art that I want to make without thinking that, oh, the client now gonna like this because it's not the right shade of red. You know, I just I just literally just doing me in every capacity. Yeah. And 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 people respond to that. I mean, like I told you before in our conversation, um, like your energy is just like infectious and, and it's something that draws people in, even through like your Instagram videos and that kind of thing, you know. Like, um, there's one video, I mean, I, I think I have it, and I'll show it in a little bit. But, I mean, just kind of referencing what you were talking about, about, you know, immersing yourself in in your art and the music and, and how they feed off of each other. It was a clip where you were talking about your favorite song that you use, that you listen to while creating, um, yeah. Life, Life Changes by Skeng, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and just, just, it was so authentic, that kind of, that interaction between you and whoever was asking you the question. Funny. Six boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so I mean outside of out is that still is that still your, your creative inspiration song? Are there other songs that you um like I said, like when I like something, I, I really just rinse it. Um so at the point that was one of the songs that I had on replay. Yeah. Um but right now for me. You know Joshy? Was no. that? Joshy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Joshy is, is one of my favorite artists right now still. So like, I'll have all of his songs on replay. Um, and then there's this new dancehall artist named Marksman. All right? he's, he's, I don't know how old he is, but this guy is still in school. You know? Still, yeah. I think I may have seen some TikToks with him, actually. Yeah, verified chopper. I want him bigger song, and then him have a new song named Top Coot. Rinse it. I actually, <laughs> I'm working on I'm working on a new collection. Um, and there's an artwork in that collection, and it named Verified, and it's actually inspired by Verified Chopper. Shout out, shout yeah. out. I yeah. mean, maybe, maybe maybe he'll come through and 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 purchase it. Um, yeah, are you- it, like come and do a performance at a show, like that would be sick. Oh, yo, yo, that would be dope. Yeah. I mean, I wanna, I wanna share a little bit of you know some of your art um, before we go on to the next, on to the next um, 
stage of the conversation and i want to share you know this iconic i think no we ain't giving no hope i ain't romeo when i hold hold making a party chocolate barbie waiting on me for so 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 that particular piece of art the ghetto love letter yeah is 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 hands down my favorite piece in your collection awesome mm-hmm. what 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 inspired that particular piece so that piece came about um last year that was it last year probably probably early last year because the show was sometime last year um early last year we were having this conversation it was it was a it was a very big like social conversation on the impact of dancehall on Jamaican society right. and whether or not it influenced violence right and so the piece itself was about that conversation cuz it's it's really just my interpretation of the whole thing as somebody who is fairly new to to the dancehall space like 2015 2016 till now um my view on it is that dancehall is really an outlet you know it's it's the voice of the people literally you know and i literally like in doing this 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 entire collection i actually did a lot of research like i went back and i like look at the 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 birth of dancehall how it starts on the on the lane there man how it started with like sound clash you know people used to come and set up them speaker box and you know just hold a vibe and DJing on the mic and then that developed into people actually like making songs on the mic and toast um so my view on it is that dancehall is dancehall contributes to violence as much as the news contributes to violence you know cuz dancehall really tells you what is happening in real time yeah and that's what that piece is about you know this ghetto love letter cuz it's get cuz dancehall is made by ghetto people yeah. and he's holding up a rose you know as like an ode to dancehall he's standing in a pool of water because i said no man is an island but no we're trying to criticize the music that we make yeah. the music that literally show us who we are is a mirror you know so that's really like the piece is about yeah i mean listen you it's speaking deep into my soul there um <laughs> one of my favorite artists very controversial is vibes cartel um yeah. and he has a song called emergency you know well, where he yeah i mean and it's 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 a social commentary on on what what is happening you know he talks about the fact that there are so much guns in jamaica as we now have in trinidad and tobago but yet the poor well, people the ghetto people don't run the 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 docks and the and the ports and the areas in which the guns are coming into the country so so who's responsible you know you want we always want to blame um the people blame the artist blame blame the person yeah. who met the song but in but not like put in the actual work to make society better for people give them other outcomes like give them other avenues for them not to go this route yeah. if i'm on and him not on a work and him can't see any other way out and i'm not saying that is right yeah you know but at the end of the day like people are going to do what they need for do for survive and at the end of the day nobody's choosing that life like yeah. you, you give that person the option between you know being a, a successful business person and being a gangster um living where they live running the kind of life that they live they're not choosing that 
So, you know, we have to understand that, you know, there are circumstances. And I appreciate that dancehall artists like Calypsonians have done in our music, um, like hip-hop artists doing, you know, that genre of music, tell the story of these communities. And you, with your art, and artists like yourselves, you know, have the opportunity to tell stories in your art and, and, and tell your own story and also represent other people's stories who may not have a voice of their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so tell me a little bit. I mean, we've talked a little bit about the ghetto love story, ghetto love letter. Sorry. Um, tell me about some of the other um, items in that collection. Um, and then we'll probably talk a little bit about, you know, how your work moved from being strictly in the traditional space, uh, moving into the AR space, then moving into the crypto blockchain space. Yeah. Oh, it Wait, really grew a lot of. Before we go there, before we go there, what you drinking? What you drinking? <laughs> you know, I'm a little Appleton. Um, but you're lashing it hard, man. <laughs> we don't play over here. You need to catch up. I, I need to. I need to. <laughs> I'm probably gonna have to make a to drink before this. <laughs> all right, all right. But go ahead. Tell me. Tell me about um the journey from from a traditional space into um the ARs into augmented reality into the NFT space and and tell me how, how the collection came about. Yeah. Um. I think. I think all of those transitions happened because I am I'm the type of person where I have to keep moving. If I if I stay in one space for too long, it's like I get tormented. So even now that I'm even now that I work from home, yeah. I notice it with myself. I have to literally like keep changing up the positions in in my apartment where I work. You know, because, huh? You're getting cabin fever. In a way, in a way, you know, but it happens, it happens with everything because I also feel like I'm just a naturally curious person. So I'm always like watching YouTube videos on different things that I can do. I'm always like researching how I can improve on what I did before. Um, And then it's also a case where it's like my brain, if I do something and I pause for a minute, then my brain just start firing new ideas or different ways that I can spin it, you know? So the work, the, the work itself and the collection itself, I think that's why it, it kept changing because I also felt like, because I had, I actually had a show for this in 2019, I believe. That's when it launched, right? But it was only six pieces. Right. Um, actually, it was five pieces. And I felt like it wasn't done, you know? Um, and that's where I did get this this idea that I want to find a way to give the work movement or give it life. So there's a piece called Gal Segment. Um, there's a piece called Gal Segment, and in it, there's a girl that's bending over, and I paint her like five, six times in the motion. And my thing behind that is is kind of like how you would do. Uh, uh, animation where you paint the frames back to back. Right. Um, and then I was like, there must be a way that you can actually like animate it, you know? Mm. So I did 
research and I find this thing called lenticular printing where like depending on how you look at it, you'll see it move, you know, or if you move the, the canvas, it, it gives that illusion of movement. Right. Um, yeah, but that never really like hit what I wanted to do. And just by just by just giving it time and just doing more research, I found this six minute video on YouTube, just six minutes. <laughs> that showed you how to make augmented reality art for Instagram, right. yeah? So it's literally like you making a filter, mm -hmm. literally a filter, um, but they just show you how you can spin it. So it's more than just like a regular bunny ears or whatever. Um, and yeah, I, did, I, I experimented with it and I saw that it worked. And once I figured out how to make it work, I just kept like playing around with it because I'm naturally curious and just finding different things that I can do with it, you know? And then once I figured out that it worked, I just applied that to everything in the collection. And that's how the AR aspect came about. Um, and you know what's wild about it? Probably a day before the art show, I was still finalizing some of the artworks so it, it could have the show could have been like a massive flop. <laughs> could have been a massive flop. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The universe, God, everything was on my side and it played out well. Um, and then I think it's also a case where like it was just a matter of great timing. Because yeah. when the show happened, we had COVID. Yeah, that's a piece. When the show happened, we had COVID really, really bad. Um and we got like a little window open up where we could have events. And because I was planning for a while, the moment that we get the bus, I just run with it, you know? And then, I don't know, the, the response, I could have never like anticipated that. Right. You know? Like within, within, within like three days, cause the show lasted for five days. It ran for a whole week and it was at two different locations. And within three days of me opening RSVPs, all of the every day was fully booked. You know? Mm -hmm. So I could have never like imagined that would have happened. And then because of how the work is itself, like NFTs that start blowing up around the same time, you know, people's yeah. headlining and everything else. And a bunch of persons are just like messaging my page, like, yo, you should do NFTs, blah, 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 you should do NFTs. And and um somebody from, from Miami showed me um abba showed me and he's just like yo he's actually a jamaican in miami he's like yo you should do nft still but on foundation i can send you an invite you know i didn't send the invite and i had the invite for a while and i just never did nothing with it you know because the, the space like because it's so permanent you know i never want to rush into it and not fully understand what i'm doing and again, like the universe just just made it so that like a team naturally formed around me, you know. So like Reese and Alexia came around to really just help, like make me strong in the areas that I did not know, you know. Yeah. And from there, from there, like the rest of it just played out. Like <laughs> I don't know, I couldn't even plan like, for it. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes, sometimes you know, things just nothing happens before it's um before it's, time. it's time you know um i truly believe that you know it's not planned out but you know 
energy builds and then it it can't it can't be suppressed any longer and and you know it 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 it, it just has to live the existence that it has to live yeah that's true so i i have i have your foundation page um running below there that mm-hmm. people could go and check out some of your pieces unfortunately mm-hmm. guys this guy don't have any art available to purchase on foundation right it's sold out completely there you make a bit if you want <laughs> but 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 your the people who are fans of your art people who are the owners of your art seem unwilling to part with it <laughs> because i've tried right i've tried i've tried i'm not gonna talk about it again because you know i don't want him to know that i wanted that bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah no the collectors are holding on you know because even i there are a couple of persons who actually like message my my Twitter page or just like, yeah. yo, when you gonna drop new artwork because I want bid and nobody not not letting go. <laughs> so yeah, I mean nobody nobody is is interested, it seems, in in letting go any of the of the pieces. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I was asking you to talk about some of the other pieces. I mean, you, you told me um you're a guy, you're a fan, well, you became a fan of Uptong um events downtown events you like to see girls spread way so you have, <laughs> you have a piece called timeless <laughs> yeah. that kind of speaks to that you know tell me some about some of the pieces and you know all right so timeless timeless is our next one now timeless i think timeless is probably one of the the more layered artworks that i have in terms of meaning right um, I call it time because there's two things. There, there's three elements in that artwork that really stood out. Is the is the grandmother and the the young the young girl that just juxtaposition. Right. right? Um, they're they're both dancing on a street sign, and at, on the street sign you have Goli and Gaza. Yep. Right? And then on the ground you also have PMP and JLP. Right. No, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, yeah, there there are lots of details in it, right? So if you look again, you go notice that on the ground you have PMP yeah. and J, but the colors are political parties. Yeah, but the colors are are flipped, reversed. Yeah, right, and that's that's to show that they're both the same, mm-hmm. you know. And then it also it also shows that the impact that dancehall and politics have on Jamaican society is the same. And it's been the same from your grandmother days till now, you know. So that's that's the meaning or that's the thinking behind that piece while I was making it. Yo. And then, and then there's money like all over the artwork because for me, dancehall culture has so much, so much value. You know, like people come here, them learn the dances, then them carry go Europe and teach other people. Yeah. You know? Um, and then there's also a connective, there's a connective element throughout all of the pieces. Like you'll either notice one of two things, either the crown or the zinc fence, you know? right. yeah. but I try to keep those elements as like unifying elements throughout the crown, the money and the zinc fence. And of course, music. So you'll notice music elements throughout because dancehall is music and it's culture. So, so if I if I wasn't if I wasn't a fan of your art before, yeah, I'm sold. <laughs> I'm sold. You know, this collection took two years to make. 
and this is why. I, I get it. I get it. So, so, so how has this new collection evolved um, compared to that one? Do you feel like you have your voice a little bit stronger? Do you feel like the energy around what you want to say is, is this just a continuation or is it a whole different messaging? Um, yes and no for both. It's a continuation because I'm still playing with Jamaican culture. I think with this, with this, um, with this new collection, what makes it different is that I kind of, I kind of expanding outside of dancehall music because all of these focus heavy on dancehall music, and are looking more at dancehall culture itself, just like regular everyday life. Um, and this collection is this new collection that I'm working on is meant to be more of like social commentary. Right. So things that are happening right now, you know, so you notice that like right now in dancehall, like, like chopper life is, is like the main thing, you know, like people are talking about, Oh, my rich, the, rich come live on the line, like COVID, you know, um, like I'm playing, I'm playing more with like this everyday type of energy. Um, and I think the biggest thing that that will set this collection apart when when you really when I release it, you'll see my color palette. I also have a brand new color palette. Mm. I think I think what works for me really well, like I have a really good understanding of color and how to use it and how to to blend the color. So even though these artworks are very very colorful, yeah. they don't feel overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, you know. Do you, do you think do you think your time in in the in the professional space and working with clients has helped with that or is that just something that you kind of have innately um it's a little bit of both in a way um i think i think having to to work with clients and having to work within their constraints it forces you to to kind of fit the puzzle pieces together in different ways you know for example if you're working with a client and for them they be they believe that their brand is just red yeah. then you're gonna have to find a hundred and one different ways to use that red right yeah um so i think having to to work within those constraints i feel like i feel like my time as a graphic designer is like my my karate kid mr miyagi phase. <laughs> Wax Wax on. <laughs> yeah, and then and then when you get into the fighting ring, you realize that oh, it works. <laughs> you know, so so now I really just like um, I also noticed that I kind of streamlining my 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 creative approach a bit more, like how I would. Like the stages that I would go through to make an artwork from like concept to execution, you know. So so now like I will literally start by like making my color palettes first, and I feel like this artwork that's right behind me is yeah. where it started because at the base of this artwork is the first one where I really showed my color palette, and then I noticed that people actually like seeing the colors that I use to right. make the piece. So from there, so now what I start doing is like I'll start like fitting different colors together 
um, and then seeing how those colors feel together, how well they blend, like the, the saturation of the color versus this one over here, you know? Um, and once, once I have a color palette that works well on its own, then I will find like strong imagery, you know, and layer those two together. Um, my painting style also is evolving and I kind of like that, you know? Right, so right. Now, now I'm experimenting more with like, my artwork is more fluid in a way, you know? Um, so yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually, and I feel like it's just because I'm so excited about these new pieces. I'm actually like thinking about minting one or two of these artworks. <laughs> Give my heads up. Give my heads up. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, some of them are actually like done already, you know, like, uh, I'm thinking about, about making it a 10 to 12 piece collection. And right now I've finished, um, I finished five pieces. Of that five, I'm comfortable with with three of them, and I have concepts for the next six. You okay. know, and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna launch on foundation again. Are you comfortable with foundation as a platform? How do you you know view it compared to some of the other platforms? For uh, as a there are two platforms that that I personally really love. Um, Foundation is one of them, plus with, with their latest update the other day that they're dropping their commission from 15% to 5%. Yep. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that. <laughs> um, but outside of that, though, super rare. I will want to be on super rare. Yeah. Know? I mean, so, that, that's the goal. That's the goal to, to get there. Yeah, you know. Um, and I have I have three collections to drop this year. Two of them are already completed and are working on the third one now. Right. Um, so how I'm thinking about it is that it's a case where I can really just split them. You know, so I have one collection on foundation now. I can drop another one on foundation and then drop the other two on super rare. Right. You know, and just just see how they do. Well, I mean, yeah. based based on you know prior prior experience, it looks like they're gonna do very well. I just want you to speak on one other piece, which which I do really really love, and as the paper planes piece. Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a title piece for the collection actually, because there are tons of elements here that, you know, I just want I just want to hear your thought process through this, and 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 previously I would not have asked, but after I explained the the um the other two, the other two, I'm like yo. I'm missing something here, so let me hear from him, from the guy himself. All right, so this one is really just me as an artist, um, but I feel like like this piece is actually not finished in a way. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I do love it for what it is, you know? So the thinking, the thinking behind this, and I feel like I did go more of just like an abstract route with it. But the thinking behind this, um, there was a plane that crashed. I don't remember where it crashed. Probably like Saint Elizabeth. I don't remember. Yeah, the plane that crashed full of. Yeah, the plane just crashed with a cook. Skilly back to drop a song about it. Um, so that's where that's that's what really inspired this. And on the plane itself. 
on the tail of the plane, I put the the Mexican um, emblem that they have on their flag. Right. Because it came from, from Mexico, that's what they're saying. So the whole plane itself is in the Mexican colors. Yeah, yeah. Red, green, and white. On the wing of the plane, I put um, Dantings, because if it's Coke, then that's real Dantings. Right. Um, and then I was just asking a hypothetical question, because when the plane did crash, it was all over the news. And then they were saying how it looked like the plane was gutted and whatever was in the plane has now just been like absorbed into the community and police don't know nothing. So I was thinking like, what if the plane did crash in half a tree? You know, what would happen? So that's why there's the, the half a tree clock in the background. Right. Um, and then the street lights and thing. And then there are planes, there are paper planes that's flying out of it. And that would symbolize just like whatever was in this plane just kind of dispersed, you know? There are planes flying overhead like it just it yeah. just gone. Um, what else is there? Yeah. yeah. Also something in the background? Yeah, that's 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 half a tree. So it is yeah. the half a tree clock. And then there are some plazas next to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so that was really the, the thinking behind this one. You know, like what if what if it crashed in half a tree? You know, um, I probably maybe maybe some point in the future I would revisit this and do an updated version of it. Right. But I do like it for what it is, and then I love I love with the AR to it now. I kind of add like hidden elements. So when you see it, like you'll see the plane exploding. You see the fire coming behind the plane, you see the paper planes themselves flying out of the water. <sighs> Excuse me. And then it, it comes out in 3D space so you can actually like move around it. Right. You can walk past it and see behind the plane. Right. Yeah. So it's really Yeah, that's that's really the thinking behind this one. But this one this one was actually the last piece that I did in the collection itself. Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and this is where the collection actually got its name. So, so let me ask you a question. You said you said that you feel like this piece isn't really finished, and and you might give it an update in the future and that kind of thing. But as an artist, right? How do you, mm -hmm. how do you know when a piece is finished? Like, what is that it's thing that you feel? That it's just a feeling. Is a is a level of of satisfaction within yourself that like. Yeah, I can't stop now. You know, like I don't know, I don't know how else to, to put it. Um, and I feel like what I've also noticed with myself is when I just started making art, I would get an image in my head of of what I want to do. And then there would be a disconnect between the image in my head and what my hand puts on paper. Right. And now it's getting to a point where I'm starting to see that image clearer in my head. So it's like I literally just taking it from my brain and pulling it out. Mm. Um, so to answer the question, it's really a case where like I'll see it in my head and I just translate that. I'll create it in real life. And that's how I know that it's done. Right. You know, the closer you get to that, that mental image. Yeah, and sometimes it's not even an image. Sometimes it's just a, it's just a vibe. It's just an energy. It's just a feeling, and and you just 
know when it's done because it feels right. I don't know how else to put it. It just yeah. feels right. Understood. Understood. What is understood doesn't have to be said. It, there you go. And, and that's the cool thing about it as well, because like when people see it, even if even if for me it doesn't feel complete, when they see it, they would because I try to leave my work. And that's one of the reasons why I actually like haven't put any explanation to any of the pieces. Right. For because I want people when they see it to add to see the to to, to add their own little piece of the story. Yeah. You know? So it it works. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's like like I always say I think that is one of the differences in like reading reading a story as a book and watching it as a movie. Because mm-hmm. A lot of times in the book, you're forced to fit certain parts of it in the gap. Yeah, you get to fill those gaps yourself. And then when you watch the movie, you're like, no, this is not what it was supposed to be. It's not what I saw in my head. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I definitely see the value in that. Mm -hmm. A question that I have, like I've seen there are a couple, you know, stars who who have collected your art. over the years, like Sean Paul has collected your art. I've seen that you've done some stuff with, with Magnum for the Magnum 20. Is mm-hmm. there is there anyone in particular, like like if you see that this person posts that they just bought uh, done what? that piece of art, what? it's going to blow your mind and you're going to be like, yo. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Marich. <laughs> It's a, I don't know. I feel like I feel like if you if you had asked me that question a a while back, I would have been able to give an answer. Um, who if who if they collected my work would like make me super excited? This is probably gonna be underwhelming, but there are. <laughs> There are a couple of of artists, like actual like painters, artists right. that I've drawn a lot of inspiration from, and I feel like I feel like I feel like if they should collect my work, that would that would just be it for me because their work inspired me so much. Wow. Um, there is a there's a there's two of them that's coming to mind right now. There's an artist in Rome. Her name is Agnes Cecile. Uh, she's a watercolor painter. Um, but I think I think there was a point in my in my college days. I went to Edna Manley, um, where I was really starting to like explore watercolor paints because she's a watercolor painter. Right. Um, and I learned how to do watercolor painting. I'm probably going to post some of my some of my, my watercolor painting soon. Um, but I learned how to paint with watercolor just by like looking at her work and watching her speed paintings because her work is just I don't know. I just love it. You know, um, I don't even know I exist. Um, but if if she should ever like collect one of my pieces, that would be amazing. Um, and there's another artist. He's he's local. We went to we went to Edna together, but we were it's probably like a couple of years ahead of me, you know. So we weren't like at the school at the same time. 
but he's 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 one of um the artists that really kind of just opened my mind to what's possible with digital art because you know it's just, it's just over the past few years that like we really start to appreciate digital art a couple of years ago yeah, it was sure. where like the the real like art world was just like oh it's not real art you know um fringe fringe yeah it was on the fringes um but with him like his his work was just sick his name is Taj Francis um you guys should look him up but I'm, when I'm, I was, yeah yeah when I when I was when I was really like getting into digital art when I made that transition from like watercolor painting over to digital it was mostly from seeing what he did you know and then it's a case where like we're like I was just like, this is sick, and I'm going to find a way to to do my own version, my own spin from this. You know, I'm going to ex- experiment with this medium yeah. and see what I can do. And the, with both artists, what I notice with them, because both of them have their own individual style, I think from my interpretation of it is a case where like they're really just staying true to themselves. Yeah. You know? So even though even though I kind of watch what they're doing and I learn the technique, I apply that with me being true to my own artistic expression. And then I also just try to make my work different. You know? And I think I think that's way to describe like what i'm doing like it's just different it's its own thing you know but if if either one of them should like show love i'd be like god damn <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just kind of shouted out the school the college that you went to um were you were you were you during college days were you involved in 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 sports at all i know i know it's like i know i'm a huge track and field fan uh-huh. um my my grandfather is Jamaican, but I'm not really Jamaican. But I always think that if I if he stayed in Jamaica and I was fortunate enough to be born in Jamaica, I would have been a caliber man. Uh, so, true blue JC. <laughs> because you know, I, I mean I love the culture around track and field in yeah. Jamaica, like yeah. national champs. My final year of high school, because I went to Jamaica College, they made it mandatory that you can't graduate without doing a sport. So I just start the track and I love that. So I just start doing track and field. Um, but for me, like if 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 I I can't say I ever really like committed to a sport in school. Um, I was really good at cricket. Right. Yeah. I was very, very good at cricket. I did love cricket. I was actually like the captain of my primary school cricket team. Um, but cricket kind of boring for watch on a level still if it's not 2020. <laughs> like the one day, the one day on the test match cricket. You don't watch them guys get dressed in their all whites for four days? Mm-mm, mm-mm, no, mm-mm. <laughs> 2020 cricket though, that nice. Right. Um, Outside of that, though, like football, you know, 
Um, Barcelona is my side. I know we're going through. Come off my thing. Come off my thing. Come off my thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I actually like start working those elements into like my new collection as well. So, right. so um, there's a piece that I actually finished last night. Um, and in it, the guy's wearing a, a Barcelona jersey. But because I used to watch, I used to, I fell in love with the team from like early days, from like, from like when Ronaldinho was yeah. there and he was like just a start when him like 17, 18, yeah. you know? Like I feel like I feel like Dino is one of the greatest ballers to ever like touch the sport. Probably most underrated. Like we always talk about the greats, and I feel like his name doesn't get mentioned enough. Yeah. I feel like it's cause him just towards the end of his career, he just fizzled. I think he was just having fun with it. I mean, I feel like a lot of players aren't like how he went back to Brazil and played for a while and he was like playing beach football and stuff like that. You know, he, he, he just saw his love for, for for the sport and not so caught up in, okay, this needs to be my brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, especially now that football kind of changed because now football is more tactical, the English yeah. way, you know, you zone and whatever. You don't really have that much flair, like like you'll never see a baller like like Dino again. Like this man, I remember, I remember, I remember this this match. It's like him there, him there on the um, like what the fuck you call corner it? flag, my corner flag. Yeah, not really the corner flag, but like the, the edge, you know, right to the edge, and a tree baller they're on him, and the man hug one, pile him. The next better run come, him salad him, and then beat the third guy and run off. I'm just like, how oh, you do that? How <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, oh, you do that? You know? So it's just like, you'll never see that again. The most okay. you'll see now is like a step over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, one or two. I mean, maybe the only people who might be that brazen right now, uh, maybe Neymar, um, might have a big enough ego if somebody like foul him he'll come back to try to do something disrespectful yeah that's a true that's a true but, but nobody else really have that kind of killer competitive mentality anymore yeah. and when you think about it to like like you need a level of just like cockiness to do yeah. that you know especially like on the the big stage yeah yeah and nobody don't want like take that risk anymore but yeah, all right. That's so we, we we talked a little bit about your art. We we, we drifted. We talked <laughs> dog football. But let, let me ask you a question. So you have your NFTs, mm -hmm. right? So you're 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 receiving payment for your art now in crypto, right? Are you are you somebody who is converting that back to fiat right away? Are you starting to dabble from an investment? Uh, perspective in in crypto on a whole or you're gonna I stick to that i want to i want to to get into collecting other artists work right um to be honest with you i've i've kept it all in crypto i haven't touched it and even I, it, to me it don't exist right now <laughs> um but yeah the plan for that is really to reinvest it into other artists work yeah. Yeah. You know, so right now, and and more specifically, other Caribbean artists work. You yeah. Know? Um, let me just shout out Anya Wyatt and they for what they're doing with the Caribbean NFT. Um, mm. Like exactly, a new platform island. You know, it's 
big, you know. So so that's really that's really what I'm looking towards. And when I think about it too, like I'm actually very grateful to be one of the first to actually like be at this position to have a sold out collection and be in the conversation with so many other amazing artists, you know? Um, so the plan is really just to, to pay it forward because so many people have contributed to where I am right now. Yeah. And I want to just make sure that other artists coming up can really just like get those same opportunities, you know? They even, yeah, so like that's really where I'm looking to just reinvest it, reinvest yeah. it in the artists and reinvest it in future collections. I mean, I love, I love that Caribbean artists are coming into the space. I love that people like yourself are leading the way that people like Anya, Wyatt, Nick and they are creating a platform um for other artists with island with caribbean nft creating a, a community where you know you can ask questions people asking you know how do i get started how do i set up a wallet what is metamask is metamask the only one if i want to get onto tezos how do i do that solana you know because it's it's a big space and it could be it could be daunting what's that and the space is forever evolving so so there's so and what I love about it too, just like you touch on, is that it feels like a like a very safe space. You know, you don't need to know these people. Once you see them online talking, like you can hop on the thread and ask you questions. You can DM them and yo, I trying to do this, you know, but I don't really know. Can you guide me? And they will give you that information. Very you know? collaborative, very very collaborative space. Um, mm-hmm. I've like I've worked in a corporate environment for almost twenty years and. Um, I've worked with big organizations. I've worked on strategic planning initiatives. I've worked on, you know, complete rebrands. And I've never worked in an environment as collaborative as the crypto space. So mm-hmm. when, I, when I got in, it was one of the most refre- refreshing things for me. And like you kind of alluded to it, it's so easy to access people, mm-hmm. you know, people who are huge in this space, a one click one dm away and they respond you know mm. everybody's super helpful and and everybody is aligned with the mission of growing this space mm-hmm. exactly exactly you know so it's it's beautiful like what is happening in web3 yeah you know so let me ask you a question a, a separate question you yeah. said you're a big dancehall fan um, I have to ask, are you at all, do you listen to Trinidad music at all? Are you, yeah. If so, is there a Trinidad artist that you like, you know? Um, there is, there are a couple of them, but the, the first one that came to mind and because he, he started to cross over into the, into our local dance hall space is Prince Swanee. 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 Yeah. Swanee. Yeah. yeah. So, Cass- so- so you have you have your uh, life changes by Skeng, right? Funny mm-hmm. uh, has a song called Radar, which mm-hmm. is which is like one of my all time favorite songs. Um, you know, it definitely puts me in a headspace to just keep pushing. Yeah, or even like like from early back with dreams, dreams. Yeah, you know he's been doing it for a minute still. So yeah, and then even like like people like Boy Boy. Yeah. Also, like, on it, you know. Um, 
So yeah, I, I really love what is happening with how the music is just like expanding and different cultures yeah. are coming and putting their own little spin on it. It's sick. So, so you love Carnival. Yeah. You love Trinidad. Yeah. And we can we look forward to a Trini inspired collection from that. <laughs> We're gonna we're yeah. gonna we're gonna see a, we're gonna see a Dundada TT um, collection. <laughs> that might that might come sooner than you think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's do it. Yeah. Fly so, in for the launch, you know. We'll make that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's something it's something that that I'm actually like thinking about, you know. So um, I'm actually going to going to you know put pen to paper and see what is possible. I don't want I don't want to say too much right now because it's kind of early days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's something that I'm looking to make a reality very soon. Nice man. So we've actually been talking for almost an hour. No, oh, time flies. Time flies. So as we wrap, you know, shout out anybody you want to shout out, plug your pages, your socials, anything that's coming up that you want to speak on. Do you think? <sighs> Uh I wanna thank my mom for giving birth to me. <laughs> um uh seriously though, I wanna I wanna thank like literally everybody that, that really helped me to get to this stage because it's enough time where I don't know, I just don't know, you know. Um and people just just find me and just help and just out of the kindness of them heart, just giving information. You know, like Maurice, Alexia, like really helping with the with, with the NFT side of things. I'm just super grateful for. Um, there are a bunch more people that that contributed to me. Um, I think I think I think I'm in a phase of my life right now where I am very conscious of the energies that are that are feeding into my life. Right. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just to, it's just to let the people know that like I am grateful. <laughs> um, what must? Yeah, what is what is next for me? It's it's really a case where now I'm looking I'm looking to to just maintain this momentum that I have going. Um, I've I've actually so since the since the since well since I had the art show, I was able to to quit my job, um and really just focus on my art. Um, it's been a weird little journey, but it's a it's a journey that it I work out still. Um, and now especially since the collection is sold out, now I really had to take time to just process what's happening and just make a new roadmap for myself so i kind of structuring it in two ways um there is the 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 art aspect that's building off of the nfts and to to find ways to just thank collectors because they really never had to buy right. you know they never had to to support me so i want to find ways to just provide as much value for them for for just holding on to the pieces yeah. yeah. Um, and then further build out the, the Genesis collection some more. So like it's early days again, but I'm thinking about like taking the show on a tour. Um 
and then just like ideally i want to go all over america caribbean yeah. um, uk and just have art shows that is my personal goal right um the way how i'm i'm trying to fuse that personal goal with providing value for my collectors um outside of that i'm also looking at because i'm also thinking about it from a business perspective um because this tech that i'm doing that i have in my art the augmented reality aspect of it um and it's probably also because i have close to 10 years of experience in marketing right. so i'm using the two so i'm so i actually have a have a strategy going forward that i plan to build out like i want to do more brand collaborations you know so like Dundada and Pepsi, Dundada and Red Bull, you know? yeah, and you 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 mix that you mix that augmented reality tech, augmented yeah. reality experience, and you put that in marketing. You put that on trade, off trade, billboards, gondolas, you know, and you give that experience to the everyday person. So that's what I'm looking to do, you know. So I'm trying to to reach out to as many like marketers that I know, brand managers, um, CEOs, and just say, hey, there is this idea yeah. you know, I think is possible. It's a new way to interact with your clients. You know, um, I have this much experience and this is what we can do together. You know, so those are the two things that I'm looking to, to do this year. Yeah, that, that is dope. I wish you, wish you all the success in the world. I mean... Yeah. We definitely gonna stay in touch. Um, whether it's in the group, you need to touch down in Trinidad. When I touch yard, definitely I will link you. Yeah, I definitely planning to be there, you know, because I said that I said that's an open up now. I don't know, thinking about planning um carnival for twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I won't be there for band launch. Yeah, right. I'll be there for the road march. I yeah, I ready. Nice. Nice. Well, thank you again for, you know, taking some time out of your busy schedule, your busy day to spend some time with our community. Really appreciate you. Continue to be blessed and we'll touch base soon. All right, man. Respect. Thanks for having me. Guys, that was Mr. Bonito Thompson, Dandara himself. Wow. What an amazing conversation. What an amazing story, guys. Thanks for being with me every Thursday evening. <sighs> As I say every single week, adoption is inevitable. See you guys on the other side. Be good. 